0: She has this existential, come to Jesus moment, and she comes home and says, I think I'd like a bagel, and then she's cured.
1: <laughs> Hello, friends, and welcome back to another episode of Pickles and Vodka, the imperfect shit The mental health podcast where imperfect people (laughs) have imperfect conversations. I'm Christina. And I'm Lauren. And this is our second episode
0: together. So I don't know the whole, you know, start thing yet, except saying my name.
1: No, I think (laughs) y'all, did it sound like we practiced? Because we did not. (laughs) We didn't even know what we're going to say. I think you killed it. Well, I had the script in front of me. I don't know about you. I didn't know we had to have a script. (laughs) That kind of defeats the purpose. (laughs) But I do have a ton of notes. Me too. Okay, (laughs) so um, thank you everyone who has given us feedback and welcomed Lauren to the podcast. If you didn't hear last week, I made the announcement that I was um, taking her on as a co-host because doing this thing by myself has been really hard and I could not be more excited about it. Lauren, how do you feel? Fantastic. (laughs) Did you show the episode to anyone?
0: Um, not yet, but I did kind of like tease it with some friends that I'm going to see next week. I was like, guys, I've got an endeavor and I might share it with you this week. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: yeah, I still can't believe, like four years later, I still find it uh, unnerving to think about family and friends listening to it. Mm-hmm. Even though I've been doing it so long, it's just, I don't like thinking about it. Yeah, I'm, I'm only, you know, like
0: on a couple now and... I already thought that, and I was like, oh, did I say anything that they shouldn't hear? (laughs) No such thing,
1: honestly. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. It's your life. (laughs) Uh, So this is our second episode together, and we're really excited because for our theme, uh, we decided to talk about mental health depictions in the media, both good and bad. And And focusing (laughs) on a couple movies, I believe. Also, okay, what we were going to do was we were going to gather responses from everyone, which we have And we're going to read all of them and talk about them. But it soon became apparent that uh, I think we're going to have to do this in a couple episodes just because we're getting so much. For sure. (laughs) And I think we'll start by talking about mental health portrayals in the movies in particular. Um, One movie that we want to talk about is the 2017 film To the Bone. Which uh was directed by Marty Nixon Noxon. Marty Noxon. I I just realized her last name had two O's and it blew my mind. <laughs> I I knew her from, you know, the the Buffy credits. <laughs> See, I never watched
0: that. I didn't watch it until like ten years after it was on. It was a very random thing,
1: but it, it sucked me in. Are there any depictions of mental health in Buffy? Oh for sure. <laughs> Yes. Um, But yeah, it came out in 2017. It stars Lily Collins and Keanu Reeves, which we'll talk about. I have so many (laughs) feelings on his role in this movie.
0: I have so many feelings on his role in every movie.
1: (laughs) So Lauren, what is your relationship with this movie? Or should we go even further and say, like, what's the first movie you remember seeing that had, uh, like, a mental health-related theme?
0: Oh, my gosh. Um... I think One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest,
1: maybe? Ooh, yeah, that's a good one.
0: Yeah, I definitely remember that. Um, a
1: good choice, not a good movie, just to be clear. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and,
0: funny thing, I, I guess the first one I saw without realizing it is um, I, I was looking up like lists, seeing like, oh, what do people consider like mental health in movies? What are the best and the worst? And somebody mentioned Winnie the Pooh. I was like, oh, yeah. My brother was a big Winnie the Pooh fan when he was a kid. So we
1: had a lot of Pooh stuff. Oh, yeah. And same I, here. I wanted to and, be Piglet. Yeah. I'm I'm
0: like, Eeyore is clinically
1: depressed. And <laughs> so Eeyore was actually my nickname growing up. Uh, I wanted to be Piglet, but in fact, I was Eeyore. I don't know. My mom would always say, you know, give me a smile, Eeyore, or cheer mm-hmm. up. And it's kind of stuck with me. Piglet's so like, <laughs> freaking out. You know he's having anxiety attacks
0: every time <laughs>
1: that they're off camera. Oh, yeah. <laughs> what if they did an episode where they all, like, go to the psych ward? It was, like, one flew over oh the complete nest, but we the a food edition.
0: Or we find out that it's all, like, a delusion in Pooh's head, and they're all, like, patients <laughs> in a psych
1: ward. And Kanga is the nurse. Yeah. Of course. Oh, yes. Wow. So, this movie in particular... To the bone. You might be wondering, yes. like, why are we talking about this? Uh, well, first of all, we've wanted to talk about it since we recorded over a year ago. Yeah, that was actually the specific one that came up in my episode, so uh, seemed <laughs> like a good start. There's not a lot of current eating disorder movies, and uh, especially one with a cast like this, and so when I saw the trailer for it, I was really excited and kind of nervous that they would fuck it up. I mean, How you, I felt- <laughs> you know, but there's a lot of, what is it, not Showtime just made for TV movies that are like. Yeah, what's the, what's that channel though? Oh, Lifetime? Yes, thank you. No, okay. I'm not sure time. <laughs> lifetime, there's a lot of like Lifetime movies about eating disorders and most of them are pretty cringy.
0: Yeah, they're all pretty much the, the same. That it's like, oh, there's such drama and then it all gets wrapped up in a neat little bow and everyone's fine.
1: <laughs> I think you should just summarize the way that most eating disorder films go. Like, I feel like they have a formula,
0: right? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Okay. So, um, young high school girl, white, of course, because those are the only people that get eating disorders. And, you know, she's beautiful, but she doesn't see it. Yup. And, you know, maybe someone says something to her that gets on her mind, or maybe you just see her like being a perfectionist, like getting perfect grades, being the sports hero and everything, and suddenly takes it
1: too far. And one day she gets a B minus. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then her creepy uncle like slaps her on the butt and she's like, you yep. fell out, Tracy. Yes. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Tracy, <laughs>
0: Marsha. Marsha. <laughs> Just try to pick an unlikely name.
1: And so then she usually has uh, an existential crisis Oh yeah, and
0: you know like in first it seems okay. All her friends at school are like, "Oh, yeah, I should diet too." Uh-huh. Then it keeps going and her parents are, you know, so worried and she's angry at them because they are just trying to destroy her life and not letting her be who she wants to be. And they don't love her. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> And they, they allowed her uncle to, to pinch her cheeks or whatever. Exactly. <laughs> so they're, they're all terrible. And then you see, her, like, a mega extensive exercise scene. Oh, yeah. And they, they start putting a lot of, like, dark shadows underneath her eyes and, you know, do her makeup really pale. So They do a
1: scene where she, like, hides food and throws it away mm-hmm
0: and then finally it ends up you know like she's walking in school and suddenly everything goes gray and fuzzy and suddenly everyone's standing over her and like oh my god what happened and then she's in the hospital and then and then she she's... gets
1: angry because people are yep. trying to help her
0: yep and then you know either maybe like another patient or probably like a therapist is you know some miracle worker that comes in and makes her see what she's been doing to her or man and, I was, oh, yeah, even worse. <laughs> so we will talk about that. I mean, that. not to say that men are worse. I'm just saying, like, everything can be solved by a relationship is blah.
1: Yeah. And,
0: and, and, yes, and then, you know, she has this existential come to Jesus moment,
1: and she comes home and says, I think I'd like a bagel. <laughs> and then she's cured. <laughs> so um, I have consumed a lot of eating disorder media over the years. <laughs> And Mm -hmm. in the past, I used to skip the parts where they were recovering, because it was either boring or I just didn't want to hear it at the time. Yeah.
0: I always hoped that it was fast, because that was the boring part. Yeah, (laughs) exactly.
1: I mean, this is one of the reasons I wanted to go into this topic is because that question of, is it dangerous or is it enlightening to include this stuff? Because I used to read, you know, those books to trigger myself. You know, everyone Mm -hmm. does it. Mm -hmm. Uh, One of my guests a few weeks ago, she mentioned the most perfect little girl in the world, I think. Yeah. What is it called? I I probably Uh, messed that up.
0: No, um, the best best little girl. girl. Yeah,
1: Yeah. (laughs) the best (laughs) little girl in the world. That stuff can be really harmful. And so I don't know. What are your thoughts on censoring that kind of stuff? I mean, I don't believe in censoring it because... Or screening, maybe. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know.
0: I just... Like, I have a hard time with that because I just kind of feel like protecting people from the world when no, no one is specifically doing something wrong by putting yeah. these little fantasy stories out there. Well,
1: that's the thing. I would have been sick, like, no matter what. Mm-hmm. It's just that happened to be available. But yeah, I do wish people realized that this is crap. <laughs> yeah, and the, if you're going to portray it, do it right.
0: Yeah, one thing that upsets me looking back at some of the, like, the earlier books that I read is I feel like they portrayed the idea at the end of like, well, this uh, person gained some weight, so they're better. And they're actually, you know, they, they wouldn't say it, but it's like, they're actually still underweight, but this that's okay. They can maintain that.
1: Yeah, and also just like- <laughs> It just kind of felt like, oh, so you're letting your main character be still vaguely sick and saying, that's fine. Well, and also the focus <laughs> on weight as the main slash only indicator of being sick. Like, that Mm -hmm. is one thing we'll talk about in To the Bone. um, Mm -hmm. There's a lot of, like, (laughs) they do portray, you know, heavier characters. Like, there's a character who suffers from binge eating disorder. But I don't know. I still came away thinking that, like, you're not really sick unless you're super, super skinny.
0: Yeah, there is one scene in particular that we will get to that made me insanely angry about that. Oh, I can't wait. (laughs) It's probably the strongest feeling I had through this whole movie because I really didn't feel much about it. um,
1: Wrapping up our intro of this movie, I was really excited when it came out because Lily Collins, who plays the main character, and also Marty Noxon, the director, they both have had eating disorders. In mm-hmm. their past And so I was like, okay, maybe this will be A, a more accurate representation Also, it's pretty mainstream Like It, it got a lot of like mainstream yeah. criticism When I heard that about Marty Knoxon's History, then I was like, oh wow, then maybe it will be alright So, let's just Get right into it um, yeah. And for listeners who submitted Suggestions We're going to try to get to some of them today We might just do all of them on the next episode, honestly Because I feel like we're going to want to talk about this movie A lot Probably,
0: because I did, well, (laughs) as I told Christina, when I first watched it, not long after it came out, I really, about two-thirds through, I guess, I just was so bored that I paused it, like, I'll watch it later, and then I never really felt like getting back to it, so I (laughs) actually watched it so that I could finish it.
1: Yeah, um, it's kind of a hard movie to finish. (laughs) Spoiler alert. Uh, so yeah, next week we'll be reading your answers. So that means you have another week to send in, um, any sort of media depiction of mental health that you either love or you hate. You can comment, you can say like, it helps if you say what it is specifically that you liked or didn't like. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then if you want to go even further toward earning our love, you can send in a voice message. Those are super fun. Yes. Um, but yeah, go and answer that this week. But for now we are picking apart to the bone. You want to summarize the plot in a nutshell? I mean, I don't feel like the
0: plot is a whole lot. It's like you've got your character that's been kicked out of treatment centers because she's kind of a little shit, which it literally
1: opens up on her in treatment in art therapy, being anti-recovery and like, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't. I blame did kind her. of enjoy that
0: part actually. I was like, she's yeah. got a personality.
1: <laughs> exactly. I mean. Treatment can be, can feel like bullshit sometimes. And so I related to her that she was just kind of done with it. I've been there. And you can't really get better until you're ready to get better. That's true.
0: Yeah, the character seemed to be old enough that it's not like she's a teenager being forced into it, but it seemed from her family situation, it was it was kind of a, you know, either or, pretty much. Yeah. Like she was kind of forced, it feels like. So, so she was um, not really that into it.
1: The main character is a twenty year old girl named Ellen, who she later changes her name to Eli. Mm -hmm. And she comes from a broken family. Like her parents are divorced. Her mom uh is now living with another woman and she has a younger sister who they have kind of a complicated relationship as well. And
0: we never even see her dad, right? It's just We never see her dad.
1: Yeah, I I forgot about that. Yeah. Like when I was (laughs) rewatching it last night for I wanna say the third time. Mm-hmm. Uh, the dad does not make an appearance. I know. That's... I thought that maybe, you know, cause I didn't finish it.
0: I thought I'd see him at least at the end. And I was like, we never saw him.
1: <laughs> yeah. So Ellen is our protagonist. She is young, white, rich. Uh, <laughs> yep. I mean, I, I have to say like when I was thinking about the diversity in this cast, mm-hmm. um, they may, do make an effort, but yeah. like when I've been to treatment, it has been mostly white women. Yes. And that's sad. Like, it shouldn't be that way, but also I can't, like, a portrayal well, a, of that is actually pretty accurate.
0: Yeah, because I think a lot of that, you know, in, in a treatment setting is probably, like, the cost and the accessibility. It's not because, you know, like, people of color or people of from poorer families <coughs> aren't getting this. It's just yeah don't end up in the treatment centers
1: because so that's less <laughs> of a complaint against the movie and more of a complaint about like society life yes life. <laughs> but that was one thing i noticed like we've said she is getting kicked out of treatment when the film opens and then she goes home her dad's out of the house her stepmom is being annoying her there's a maid there she's just yeah. she seems like oh it sucks that i'm having to stay here in this awesome house with my own room and <laughs> Uh, and she seems to like her sister. I mean, I like the sister character. Yeah, so basically she's... So she she's has no one there. She's got sent home. She's trying to make it work one more time on her own. Her stepmom wants her to go to this new treatment center that's, mm-hmm. like, pretty experimental. Obviously, kind but, of, yep. <laughs> uh, she doesn't want to go. And there's a scene at the beginning that was in the trailer that I really want to talk to you about, which is the mm-hmm. calorie counting scene. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so she eats a meal with her sister And her sister is looking at her phone, and Ellen rattles off all the calories in every single food item, and the sister's like, "Wow, you got it!" Yeah. And that was not really cool for me to see. (laughs) Like within the first five minutes of the movie, Uh, it's it's kind of an indicator of how they treat that kind of stuff as the film goes on. Mm Hmm. I don't know what, but people do that in real life, also. So, like, what are your thoughts on that scene? You know, that one didn't bother me. I think that's just, um, that's just
0: me. You know, different things bother different people. So I can totally understand because
1: like I said, we'll get into something that really did bother me. I think the thing that bothered me was the little sister's like willingness to play along and like treating it like a joke. Cause that doesn't track mm. with how the sister, like what you learn about the sister later. It doesn't really track through. Really.
0: Though I guess I could see it as maybe you know, if, if this has been going on for a long time and you're this sister, then, you know, sometimes you just give up, like, just to connect. Yeah. Like, this, this is the way to connect with you. I don't support it, but...
1: hmm Yeah. And that's, you know, I've experienced that, and it sucks. Like, when I, when I get ice cream with my sister and, like, she'll go to the frozen yogurt place that she knows has, like, safe options for me, even though mm-hmm. that's not what anyone wants. And mm-hmm. And then, I, I don't know, if it makes you feel kind of guilty. Because yeah. everyone's, like... <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Um, let me check my notes. Also, if you have any notes that you want to read throughout this, go ahead. Absolutely. I don't feel like I have too many in the beginning.
0: Um, one thing that I did actually like in the beginning was a a, a very punchable moment, I feel like, was oh, um, was when, you know, the, the mom has to, or the stepmom has has to weigh her and she, you know, like, Makes her look at herself and everything like that. Particularly oh when God. when she shows her the picture of her and says, "Do you think that's beautiful?" That
1: is so fucked up. And I um, and also, I love that
0: because I feel like I've heard that so yeah. many times that people are like, "It's not pretty. It's not cute." And I'm always thinking in my head, "Well, no shit. I never was doing this to be pretty or cute."
1: I have uh, a list of things I liked about the movie and things I didn't like about the movie. Guess which list mm-hmm. is longer. <laughs> but the stepmom <laughs> is actually on both lists because she's see such a realistic character mm-hmm. I just it's hard because you know she doesn't understand and she's scared but she yeah. also makes everything about herself all the time she tries to use guilt tactics mm-hmm. uh, and you know she goes therapy shopping yes like, uh, I just she seems really desperate and yeah. And that's why I just like, I hated that she
0: said that. Do you think that's beautiful? Because I hate when people say that, but I loved that they included it because you hear that all the time. Cause people yeah. misthink basically mm-hmm. that that's what you're doing.
1: Yeah. Hot take. It's not all about losing weight
0: Yeah, no.
1: uh, or looking pretty <laughs> or being hot. Yeah. <laughs> what did you think of the makeup and effects they did for her? I f-
0: felt like at the end it kind of annoyed me because I felt like it was a really heavy hand.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, so Lily Collins, like we mentioned, had anorexia in the past in real life. And so when I was looking up like how they managed to make her look so sick, because of course I did, uh, (laughs) you know, she did lose some weight, but she had she did it like in a supervised way with multiple coaches and stuff. And then they did use a lot of makeup. And I think that scene where the stepmom takes a picture of her like on the Mm -hmm. scale, I think a lot of that is CGI. Okay, but it still feels a little bit weird. To see, like knowing that she had that in the past, like if that were me. Oh, for sure. I wouldn't I mean, like that. That was something that I had
0: in my notes too, The the kind of controversy over that, that I was like, mm, I, I know they said, you know, like, Oh, it's supervised and everything, but I don't know, just um, giving someone that chance. Like, Hey, do you want to try and lose a little weight for
1: this? And we'll take you back. Don't worry. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's yeah. It's tricky. Like Hollywood mm-hmm. is yeah. kind of fucked up. So yeah, the stepmom takes her to this last ditch effort treatment center, which is actually a house where mm-hmm. a doctor played by Keanu Reeves uh, practices. Uh, how do Dr. you. Dr.
0: Ted Theodore Logan.
1: <laughs> I'm so impressed you remembered his name because he is just Keanu Reeves to me forever know, and always. I know. Uh, Do you want to just get this out of the way? We should talk about the Keanu Reeves of it all. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I thought it was a very strange choice. Yep. I thought that right when I saw the trailer. I was like, okay. Doesn't make any sense uh, at best. At worst, I don't know. It's a little creepy. Mm -hmm. I almost wish, because there's a scene near the end where uh, she's asking him personal questions about himself. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, I never had kids or got married. I just care about my work too much. Uh-huh. and it's I don't know it just I wish they had al- almost gone more into that mm-hmm. to either show why he's such a great guy or show that he's like really doing Saying it ad- yeah he's flawed <laughs> that would have been I don't know
0: yeah because it did really feel unrealistic but very Hollywood that it's yeah. like the handsome
1: charismatic male doctor Young. is the one to come in and save the day also yeah. they are in LA to yeah. be fair. <laughs>
0: okay, good point.
1: I've never been, but it probably Me drops either, but a little yeah. more. <laughs> also, while they're in the waiting room to be seen by Dr. Logan, she meets... <laughs> Dr. Logan. <laughs> so we're gonna call him from now on. Dr. K. Um, yep. <laughs> she meets this girl who is also waiting to be seen, and you learn that Ellen is like a... Inst- uh, Internet famous. Oh, that's when we find... I was say, I don't remember this. Yeah, scene, you learn that yeah, she's internet famous. She had a famous Tumblr account where she posted, like, art mm-hmm. pertaining to her eating disorder. And a lot of it was really, like, graphic. And yeah. so we learned that this girl saw her artwork and killed herself and mentioned Ellen in her letter.
0: Yeah. I don't know. Like, was, was a super fan of her art, I guess, and just felt like it inspired her and maybe inspired her
1: to end her life. So I grew up on Tumblr and Live journal and that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember being like twelve and looking at really emaciated women and like people who cut themselves like I I was into those kind of tumblers and Mm -hmm. and it's like you were saying earlier like if I hadn't had access to that I probably still would have done what I did but that definitely made it seem more romantic and Mm -hmm. woe is me I'm I'm Mm -hmm. such a tragic figure I don't know do you know anybody in your life that has been affected by the internet in that way or like has that ever happened to you um
0: I don't really well, we cause don't you're, you're... see anyone affected like that, but I did have, like when I was younger, I know my, my kind of groups, I was more live journal cause that was one of the first things and I'm older. But...
1: Well, yeah, but you ha- had those forums and stuff that we talked about mm-hmm. last week. I know like the one we talked about last week,
0: like I said, that, that one just seemed to become like a family and helping each other and yeah. liking each other and being more like a group of friends. So I never would have felt like anyone there would have used that to like damage themselves.
1: And that's the trouble, is that you there are both of those communities out exactly. there. Exactly. Yeah. Because, I mean, I know I've, I've
0: come across them just looking around, and I see some things, and I see, like, comments, and I'm like, oh, God, <laughs> I would never want to be one of those people.
1: Yeah. So I, I guess I feel bad for Ellen in, in that moment. Like, that's a really oh, heavy thing. Oh, for sure. Thing. I mean, even though it obviously was not
0: her fault, like, someone connecting you like that, that has to be hard.
1: And then the, her parents sent, like, pictures to her. That... Oh, it was yeah. Super fucked up. Uh huh. But of course, you learn this later. Um, yeah. So she basically sees the doctor, and you get like an eating disorder 101 talk where he's mm-hmm. like, Your body's mm-hmm. growing hair because you're so skinny. Do you yes. like this? Like, do you do a lot of push ups? Uh, I guess it can. Uh, you can tell I'm not really a fan of the doctor. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, how does he convince her to go? Do you remember? I don't, I don't really remember
0: that. That must've been a section where I kind of like zoned out because like you said, I forgot about the waiting room scene. And...
1: The sister convinces her to go, I think. Oh yeah. yeah the... She's at the house. She and the sister go on a hike like late at night drinking beer on the top of yep. the hill and the yep. sister's like, can you like beer. try this time? Yeah. Also the part about her being a cheap date cause she weighs so little and made me laugh. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, also there are a few things I know
0: yeah that kind of like I I always like to have a sense of humor about it even if it's yeah kind of a sick comment so that one did make me laugh
1: so she goes to this treatment center
0: oh Uh, I cannot wait to talk about the treatment
1: center well so how would you describe it um
0: I describe it as about two months away from getting shut down.
1: Dude, seriously, that's what I was thinking. We've both been to treatment, but I think both of our treatments have been more like traditional hospital setting. Well, my first one,
0: I would say, was very much, I mean, it was in a St. Louis area mansion, pretty much. So it, it had the house setting and all that kind of stuff. I but didn't there, know that. Yeah, but there were, there were still rules. As yeah. I like to say, watching this one, no one was going to let you have a jar of peanut butter for dinner.
1: Yeah, it appears that the nurses <laughs> a- are always absent. People can mm-hmm. like they say they have rules, but like where are the people that are enforcing the rules? Yeah. Like they're just I,
0: <sighs> I had a huge problem. I was just ticking off all the things wrong when one one of the um one of the fellow patients is a male and Ellen starts to, you know, seem to like connect with him. And I had a huge problem when she went out to dinner with him because I was like, it doesn't matter that he gets to pick his guests that you don't let somebody that was just there go out. Ugh, you don't get to yeah. walk a long ways. You don't
1: get it's to just so be on your
0: own. Problematic. That is, that is, none of these things are correct.
1: Let's back up a little cause we will talk okay. about his character. Um, yes. so you, you find out that they have a point system at this house you do things like eat your food and, and engage in groups and you get points. And if you get enough points, you can do things like leave the building and have outings and bring a guest.
0: Yes. Which <sighs> I've never had a point system, but I feel like there always is kind of like a levels and yeah, we had a red, can, yellow and green level. Yeah. Like you can ask for certain passes at certain levels and
1: yeah. but we would never be allowed to go like outside. And, I mean, in a PHP yeah. setting, maybe. Yeah. But this is, from what I gather, this is, like, a last chance for a lot of these people. Yeah. And so it it doesn't make sense that they would have that kind of freedom, especially, like, so early. Like, she had only <laughs> been there for a few, a few weeks, and then yeah, like, yeah exactly. you can go
0: off with this dude, since he has that's, privileges. I was like, I assume he's been there for a while, and, you know, working at it, and trustworthy, and everything like that. But that doesn't mean you just get to grab the girl that's been there for two days, and <laughs> you're like, come
1: on. Yeah, and so when she arrives you get to know some of the other student students. The other patients <laughs> <laughs> like this is fucking Hogwarts. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you get to meet the other patients. Uh, like I said, the movie tried to be kind of diverse and like there's some bulimics, there's like a binge eating patient. Sorry, can I can I um go rescue yes, some please trash do. from my cat's mouth? Oh, My cats are playing on the cat tree, trying to get my attention. Fang appears to be wrestling a, an invisible fly. All right, back. <laughs> I was just describing to the listeners what my cats were doing. Aww. It's being very <laughs> distracting. <laughs> um. So the other patients, who was your favorite? The pregnant girl. Yeah. What was her name? I don't uh, remember. Fuck. She had it. Yeah. She. She had a typical name. Oh my god, this is so bad. I'm looking it up. Oh my god, there's so many people in this movie. Megan! Oh, okay, yes. Her name's Megan. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she has been to treatment a lot of times before, and her and Ellen, like, kind of joke about how these people don't know anything about what it's like. Mhm. Uh, which, that that's kind of accurate. Yeah. I've found. <laughs> there's always going to be those, like, veteran...
0: Yeah, I felt like the interactions with the patients were pretty realistic.
1: Even, yeah, like, there is cattiness that goes on. There is comparing, and there is, like... You know, like, she, she her roommate
0: is actually throwing up and hiding it under her bed, and, she you know, she calls her out on that, and her roommate just turns around and calls her out on her own shit. Dude,
1: yeah, we see... We're supposed to believe this is, like, a super exclusive, like, high-security place, and people are just doing whatever they want. Like you said, one girl is literally vomiting into a bag under her bed. We see ellen doing sit-ups and running all the time Mm -hmm. Uh, they're allowed to pick whatever they want for dinner and they don't even have to finish it if they don't want to and like you said one girl has like the jar of peanut butter uh it's just i really have a hard time believing yeah any of it like i said it it would get shut down yeah that was something
0: i i looked up in preparation for this because i remembered this um did you ever hear of the, I think it's like Montreux Clinic? No, that got shut down? Yeah, that that was, I guess some lady that started it. I don't think she had any medical degree or anything. I think it was just because her two daughters had anorexia and she felt like you know she cured them. So nice. she was qualified to do this. And it basically is just to like the theory seems to be to like love and cuddle the disease out of you. I mean, Ugh. she's just like, she's carrying patients up and down the stairs and she's holding them and all this kind of this stuff. This was that, real?
1: Yeah. Holy shit. I was actually going to ask you if there was like a real treatment center that this was inspired by, but I forgot that, to look it up. Beforehand. I mean, that was the thing that I thought of. Cause like I said,
0: that, that thing got shut down and it was yeah, <laughs> a this, pretty big deal. I guess
1: this establishment is pretty sus. I gotta say. Yeah. Yep. Um, So you meet all the patients when they have their group therapy session and Ellen meets everyone for the first time. And there's this girl who has a tube that got put in that day and she's obviously struggling with it. And Ellen fucking tells her how many calories are in the drip. Yeah. That bothered me a lot. Because especially if if she's been to treatment before, you know the deal. That's exactly
0: what I thought. I was like, this is not your first time around. You know what you're doing
1: and just the language around anorexia in general in this movie like they use the word rexie a lot like mm-hmm. like a fun little nickname and um, mm-hmm. there's a scene where is the dude's name Oliver? I don't remember <laughs> let's, let's call him Oliver <laughs> can you describe him to the listeners while I look up his name? oh god what
0: I, I, there's something that he makes me think of immediately when I see him and now I can't I don't know if it's a person Luke. whatever his name is Luke. Luke okay I'm still gonna call him Oliver <laughs>
1: <laughs> I I like so Oliver slash Luke right away he is looks like he's trying super hard to impress Ellen he's got an English yeah. accent he said so he's, he's British he kind of looks like he could either be a gay character or he could not and turns out he is not but he is a dancer they also God not only do they have a lot of like problematic language around weight in this movie Mm -hmm. like i didn't really appreciate the uh calorie asperger's comments or like they used retarded a few times oh i
0: you know i must have missed that because that one usually stops me like you don't say that
1: (laughs) yeah and like this dude luke sorry i lost my train of thought oh god i hope that this isn't picking up now
0: my cat is batting my shoes around
1: well, she's a kitten. What do you expect?
0: He, but yes. Oh, he.
1: Oh, my God. I'm so sorry.
0: No, um, that's fine. When
1: Fang was little, he went through a phase where he, when I put makeup on, he would, like, bite my ankles and then run and hide. <laughs> and it would, it was very annoying. That's adorable. Get ready. It'll probably. Oh, I mean annoying. That's adorable. It, it was a little bit adorable. It's adorable now. Um, we should just keep talking about Luke because he is a big problem. Yeah. Well, I'm glad that they included the... a man. Absolutely.
0: Because men have eating
1: disorders too, obviously.
0: Yeah, that was something I know for me, you know, I didn't like specifically come out and say it, but I felt kind of like in my brain that I did not want to go to any place that did not also accept males. Mm -hmm. Because a lot still don't. And I feel like I I always felt like I related often to the men more because they were kind Uh of like, marginalized group that was the same way as me going, you know, into treatment at like 36 and being like, this is kind of weird. And I'm sure they felt like people think this is kind of weird too. So I felt like we actually connected more.
1: Two of my best friends that in the last treatment I went to were men and Mm -hmm. uh, I hung out with them outside of work. One of them, I helped buy a motorcycle. I remember that. Yeah. (laughs) uh, That's cool. All sorts of people can and are affected by eating disorders. Um, yeah. Luke is it's interesting because like I really did think he was gay as well Uh, he's a Mm -hmm. dancer it's probably the British accent (laughs) well it's just like the vibe he gives off yeah and already I'm thinking like okay it's kind of like a stereotypical gay character but Mm -hmm. at least he's there and then he turns out to flirt with Ellen yep and it just becomes very very uncomfortable she hates him at first hmm he's very annoying
0: yeah <laughs> although there is some scenes with him th- this is one of my favorite notes that I took <laughs> that I just wrote in all capital letters god I miss treatment that let you smoke
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh my god I never got that I had a vape so when I went to treatment I didn't think you were allowed to have vapes so I left mine at home mm-hmm. and then I realized that you could and so I ordered one from Amazon mm-hmm. and like if I was green level I was allowed to go out and vape with everyone for like 10 minutes
0: uh, but yeah, yeah the, um, the first place I was you could always smoke outside And we did
1: <laughs> But that's where like some of the best conversations happened I
0: feel like because everyone's you know Everyone's I'm hanging sorry. out on the porch smoking
1: <laughs> Oh yeah uh, What's that movie? Yeah, that documentary? I know what you're talking about Finn? Yeah. Mm-hmm. One of the classic OG eating disorder documentaries uh, mm-hmm. I would say That I don't know it's also problematic in some ways, but I liked it better than this.
0: Yeah, because it actually was reality. It's a, yeah, it's a documentary. <laughs> they were actually but yeah, they people smoke not, a lot.
1: Yeah, in that movie. <laughs> um, I was laughing earlier because in my notes I also have all caps fucking Oliver. That's <laughs> not even his name. <laughs> 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 uh, fucking Oliver. Fucking all. Ol- like basically, he just he is acting like her therapist. He takes her out with him to eat at this Chinese restaurant. He buys her beer. Uh, He he lies to get them beer and they're underage. That was kind of funny. Oh, it was, it was funny. But the whole time I was thinking like, dude, this is so bad for her. Like she's. Oh, absolutely. She shouldn't be there in the first place. As we said. She should not be there in the first place. I, I just find it really hard to believe. And then he like tries to get her to eat outside of her comfort zone. Oh God. Like. Yeah he finds out that she, they have this scene in his room where she hated him before, but they kind of make up and then she Mm -hmm. acts all weird and flirty and he's all acting weird and flirty. And then the next day he's like, Hey, I got this goo goo cluster and you're going to eat it. And she's like, no, no, that's I can't. And he does, He make, he turns it into this, like, sex thing, which also, that was actually under my positives because it can really be like that sometimes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Food is super sexual. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> but it's just overall cringy. I, I thought you were going to say the
0: fact that he just kind of, like, goes along where she's like, well, you know, like, I could chew it and spit it out, and he's like, oh, cool, I'll enable that. Sit so here yeah, and spit your dinner.
1: <laughs> yeah. It's It's just... It's just gross. Yeah. Uh, yep. Let's see. And then I'm, I'm, like, trying to think of where we are in the plot right now. We're talking about Oliver slash Luke.
0: Yeah. I I don't have a lot of notes until the end, but I do want to get into um, Megan, the pregnant girl, her yeah. whole story. Because, like I said, I didn't take notes on it, but it's one of the, the, the parts that affected me the most. Yeah, I, it
1: seems like it. I was it. most impressed
0: with. Yeah. Well,
1: well, describe her to the listeners real quick. Yeah, so she's another girl who has
0: been, you know, like life and treatment or been around the block several times. And you get the idea that she's been underweight most of this time, but you know, they mentioned like manages to be a weight where she can menstruate a couple times and one of those times she happened to just get pregnant. And so she's around 12 weeks when she's in there. So she's not really like showing, but she's in it
1: (laughs) it's really sad uh, because you can tell she really really does want to get better but I mean you can attest to this when you've been living that way for so long your body doesn't always react well to you trying to get healthy again
0: yeah, like, this rewatch, I had gotten that far the first time, so I knew what was coming, and one of, like, the saddest parts is when she just, like, announces the name, and she's like, it's a girl, and you can see her really hesitant, but, like, really, really excited that yeah, this is becoming before reality. Yeah, because
1: she had been afraid to talk about it and plan because, like, she wasn't mm-hmm. sure it was going to last. Yeah. And I do think it's sweet how all the patients rally around her and, you know, encourage her to eat and encourage her to think of the future and think of other things outside of her eating disorder. Because mm-hmm. like you don't really have a, an identity when you're sick like that, and I can't even imagine having like another life to worry about on top of my own. Like that's literally my worst Absolutely. nightmare. Oh yeah. So throughout the film, her attitude towards it kind of improves, and it kinds of it becomes a symbol of hope for everyone. Because you see the characters all struggling, but like starting to get better. Uh, Ellen mm-hmm. changes her name to Eli. Oh my God, we forgot about the family therapy scene. Oh yeah. Oh my God. Okay. <laughs> This was easily the scene that triggered me the most okay. out of the whole thing. It happens pretty early on. She's at the new treatment center, and Keanu Reeves decides to have this family therapy meeting with all her family. They actually fly in her t- her mom and her mom's wife like fly in from Arizona. Her sister's there. Her stepmom's there. Her dad isn't there. Never see him, right? Because he doesn't exist. <laughs> and they sit down, and the moms immediately all start making it about them. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's it hurts so much. Because uh, I yeah. remember having meetings like that when
0: I was exactly. in treatment. I was going to say, th- this one was a hard one because it was one of the parts that was actually very true. Yeah. It's just everyone's sitting around talking about you and talking about how
1: it affects them. Yeah. And you're just supposed to, like, sit there and take it. And then the, uh, I mean, it's a different scene. But when the stepmom basically says, like, you know, she's asking about a friend of hers at treatment. And she says, you know, it would be okay if you, you know, had a thing with her, implying that she was gay. Uh, and mm-hmm. then the, her, she and her sister kind of laugh, like, Mom, no, it's not that. And then she's like, well, that would make sense if you starve yourself because you have that inner turmoil. Yes. Yeah. That, ooh, did not like that. Very realistic, nope. though. Nope. Yeah, I was Everyone's say that. always trying to find a way to explain it. Yep, I was going to say that. That one kind of checked a box with me
0: where... I feel like my parents have tried to be like, we're going to come up with the explanation and, and then we're going to know what to do. I mean,
1: I can't really blame them. Cause like, I would like an explanation, you know, it would be nice yes. if, there one, if there was one thing I could point out and say, this is why I am this way. Mm-hmm. And you know, they, family members oftentimes don't know what to do and they they are so desperate for an answer. It's just really hard to watch. Uh, And then the sister says something really poignant in that scene, too, which is like, you're not the only one who wasted your life. Or hold on. I wrote it down.
0: Okay, I was going to say, I don't know, but I know. Yeah, I felt like she (laughs) She she had a good moment.
1: Yeah. She says it's not just your life you're missing out on. And then she goes on to describe all of the big life events, graduations, holidays, that all she remembers about them are her sister being sick. Mm -hmm. and that like the first time I saw that it made me tear up a little bit because like when you've had an eating disorder for as long as we have like I look back on milestones and all I can remember is like how I was fucking myself up at the time yes that's very accurate and like I have a big family I have a lot of siblings and it's sad for me to think of like what they were going through at the time because of me right like if they ever
0: felt like oh it's all about Christina, and what she's, how she's doing right now.
1: Exactly. So, um, I really, really love the sister's character, and I am sad that we don't get to see her more of her after that family session.
0: Me too. And I'm not sure if this is where she says, like, one one of my favorite lines from her is when she says, if you die, I will kill you.
1: Yes. <laughs> yeah, that was really I wrote cute. that
0: down because I love that.
1: I mean, joking about this stuff is so healing, you know, like... Mm-hmm. Sometimes you might not know what to say. You feel like you might say the wrong thing. I encourage you to just, like, spit it out and laugh about it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> just make it awkward. Like, it's going to be awkward. Just embrace it. it I, I prefer that approach over just, like, tiptoeing around my feelings. Exactly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so the family session doesn't go well, uh, but she starts becoming more comfortable at the treatment center making friends yeah, she
0: seems more connected to the people there and they allowing get. herself to be connected yeah yeah So she, i feel she, like she didn't do that in her past ones
1: no no not at all it seems promising she changes her name to eli uh why i don't know it's not like I don't know a either. gender thing no even it's just like she doesn't like her name keanu reeves is like you don't seem like an ellen to me <laughs> <laughs> it's so random, and I know I don't hate it, but it, it's just very random, and I don't think it no, contributes I, much.
0: No, I don't think so either. But I did make a note that was like, "Man, I'd love to change my name."
1: Right? <laughs> yeah. I know. I also was thinking while while I was watching, like, what would I change my name to? Mm-hmm.
0: Um, a friend of mine actually told me once she thought that I looked like an ivy, and I love that. So I be ivy. <laughs> I love
1: that. I support it. Okay. Um. So Keanu Reeves also takes them out on this field trip to this Mm -hmm. art exhibit, which it's kind of a cool scene. They go inside this big building and he's like, what do you want? And water starts raining down from the ceiling, but it's not, I don't think it's real water. It's like an art thing. Do you think it was real
0: water? What I thought, because I'd heard of an exhibit like that, at some point where it was supposed to be like raining but it somehow like sensed you so the rain never touched you even though it was always raining all around you oh so that's what i thought that actually was but then i thought that they were like drying off after it yeah i did see so it I was drying was just like so it just rained on them it's less cool <laughs>
1: well it, it's kind of a cool scene yeah they're basically just but i didn't
0: understand the point of the exhibit that it's just like it rains
1: Yeah, I didn't really understand. Like, Keanu Reeves has this whole speech. uh, Yeah. I don't even remember what he talks about, honestly, except at the very end when they're toweling off, he's, like, encouraging them to shout, fuck you, Mm -hmm. to their eating disorders, I guess. Yeah. I want to know where he got certified. Oh, yeah. Uh, San Dimas High that was very specific I thought
0: that was I thought that was what the Bill and Ted high school was
1: oh wasn't they San Dimas I think so I've only seen that movie once okay I'm catching up on my pop culture at 30 years old after being homeschooled I just know at some point in a movie someone screams out like San
0: Dimas high rules and I can't remember actually if it's uh, Bill and Ted or if it's Billy Madison (laughs) because they both have scenes (laughs) like that
1: yeah I wouldn't be surprised Uh, he just he doesn't make sense no, not in that role. Basically, um... But I did like when the, the little sheltered girl just goes, fuck! Oh, <laughs> yeah. nail they all clap. Oh, yeah, so cute. Ellen uh, slash Eli has two roommates. She's got the bleemit girl who's secretly hiding her vomit puke. under her bed, and then she has the feeding tube girl who... The, the one that she, yeah, uh, is surrounded about. Her tube. Yeah, she's she seems to be really young, and she, you know, surrounds herself with pony stuffed animals. Nothing wrong with my little pony obsession. Of course. I just felt saying. bad for her in the <laughs> end. Like, I, I didn't get the sense that any of them were getting better anytime soon. Yeah. And this comes to a head kind of when Megan loses her baby. Yeah, I was just going to say, I
0: feel like she was really the only one I felt like was obviously improving. And then... What were you feeling during that scene? It just was what did she say? First of all, the actress did fantastic because yeah. I felt it like, felt like her heart had been ripped out of her body from how she was like crying. Mm-hmm. And I think when, when she said, I thought that I was safe, yeah. that was the one that hurt me.
1: <laughs> yeah. Cause the things you do to yourself when you have an eating disorder, like they stay with you even after, like if you get re- to recover, like they still stick with you. A lot yeah. of them. So I felt like that was
0: her kind of saying, you know, like, I'm really trying now, and I thought that everything that I did to fuck up my body, that we were in an okay spot, and this was going to happen.
1: It's so sad. Mm -hmm. And then, understandably, like, she just doesn't come back. Yeah. And that's kind of when Eli starts spiraling, and- Well, and, and
0: Luke Oliver tells her that he loves her, which pisses her off.
1: Oh my god. Yeah, they're- Oh, Which pissed me off, too, because, again,
0: love conquers all.
1: <laughs> one. It has no place in this movie. It's kind of upsetting. He basically, like, pounces on her when they're in the backyard. <laughs> She's smoking a cigarette. And I don't even know, like, what leads up to it. He just starts kissing her. And doesn't She lets him kiss her, right? But she gets pissed off when he says he's falling in love with her. Oh, oh, he says, you probably think that men, oh, God. He, he describes oh women as portable holes that men can fuck. Oh my god, yes. Yeah, he's basically like, you probably think that you're all just portable holes that men can fuck, you just need to be with someone who loves you, and then he starts, like, making out with her, pushing her to the ground. It's honestly upsetting.
0: Exactly. It's pretty much assault.
1: Yeah, it's assault. <laughs> and where, again, where the fuck are the nurses? Mm hmm. Where are you at, Keanu?
0: Like, <laughs> right. where? Keanu only comes there during the day. He's, he's got a life. He gets paid the big bucks. But, but like, we couldn't even go outside.
1: But, uh, like, we couldn't you know, even go to the bathroom without supervision. And they were like... Yeah, I was going
0: to say, D- Donna from Parks and Rec, she should be all over that.
1: Yeah. She we was needed, the nurse, like, yeah. four more of her in this movie. <laughs> mm hmm. Uh, Lobo is the, the character's name, who's oh, the yeah. nurse. She's great. Mm hmm. So she starts relapsing, and you have more, like, dramatic slow-motion montages of her, like, exercising in secret. Yep, her makeup gets darker. (laughs) Yeah, and then you cut to a scene in Keanu's office, and he's like, what the fuck? You're not doing better. And that's when she asks him about himself, Mm -hmm. and she's like, this isn't working, fuck you. And I actually, I was on her side more often than I thought I would be when I rewatched this. Yeah, because like I've gotten really defensive in treatment sometimes when it seems like the doctors aren't on your side and there's too much drama and you just like feel like you made a mistake and you just want to go.
0: Yeah, see, I, I wouldn't say that I was almost ever not on her
1: side. I was just not on the side of the movie. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. Um, so she decides to leave. She's on her way out. Uh, she meets Luke in the stairway and a doctor just told him he's never going to dance again. And he's like, I don't I'm have to dance again. <laughs> Guilty feet have got no rhythm. That's yes, Exactly. Oh, my God. I also have <laughs> under positives and negatives. His sugar blues song. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the sugar blues. I can't sing, but otherwise I would. It's just really funny and ridiculous. But yeah, he's like, I don't have dancing anymore. That was my big thing. And now you can be my big thing. You can be my next big thing. That one really pissed me off because I was like, dude, she already told you. Also, you know how you're not supposed to, like, date anyone new in the first year of sobriety? Yes. The same goes for eating disorders. Yes. (laughs) Why? Same way. I mean, I know that
0: treatment relationships happen.
1: but people kind of frown on it. (laughs) It's frowned on and, like how selfish can you get like she's obviously at death's doorstep and you're out here seriously <laughs> like he I think he wants people to think he cares and he's like a dead mother and he just like wants to encourage everyone and push them in the recovery but he's actually a really harmful scary character I agree I hate it uh-huh. I just hate it and bad Oliver bad Oliver <laughs>
0: <laughs> I don't know so... where I got
1: Oliver <laughs>
0: if, if we can um, go to when she leaves, I can explain the thing that pissed me off the absolute most oh, and made please. me want to break my TV. I
1: think it might be the same thing that I have in my notes. Okay. So in the beginning, from the beginning, we have seen
0: her putting her hands around her arm to measure like how close do they touch and, you know, you know, checking. Body checking. Yes. And it is very common, strangely enough, that was one of my obsessions. Oh, so same. So the be- in the beginning, I had no trouble with this because again, I was like, well, that's realistic. That's, that's, that's what you do. But what I hated, hated, hated is then there's this dramatic moment with dark lighting when she's on the train mm-hmm. and she puts her hands around and Oh my gosh. For the first time we see the fingers touch her thumb and her fin- even her finger touch yes, around her arm. And- even overlap a little. And then it just feels like this big dramatic moment where we're supposed to believe this is how they are telling it. The movie is telling us now she is really sick because they touch before. Not so much, but this did it.
1: It really upset me as well. Um, because it's such a dangerous idea. To plant that you only deserve help when you weigh a certain amount or look a certain exactly way. that's what i felt like that the movie at that point was just promoting yes
0: you actually are only at your sickest when you're at your thinnest
1: even when i was at my smallest like i didn't think i deserved help and i can't it. even imagine like seeing this movie i mean i did see this movie when i was sick it was yeah harmful as fuck <laughs> in some ways We're telling ourselves,
0: you know, like, I'm not thin enough to require, you know, treatment or anything like that. So we're already telling ourselves, you know, like, you have to be a low enough weight to deserve help. And this movie just said, yes, that's true. Yeah. That's what pissed me off so much.
1: It was incredibly damaging. Um, (laughs) She also, like, she faints in a bus stop. And she wakes up and this guy is standing over her with, like, a container of food. And he's just like, you gotta eat, girl. Yeah. And I wrote that down because that was really annoying to me. Um, I'm not sure why. That never happens. No. I've never had anyone, like you're always kind of thinking, at least for me, I was always thinking that people were paying attention, but no mm-hmm. one was.
0: No, I remember one time looking at um, like beauty products uh, that I was checking out on the bottom shelf of a Target. You know, I'm kneeling down to look at them. And yes, that, you know, that happens when you are really like, Denying yourself food, messing up your body, things like that. You know, I went to stand up, and suddenly, like everything got like cold and sweaty and you know, foggy. And I was like, okay, I got to kneel back down and hang on until I can stand up again. And you know, the next time I tried to do it really slowly, I know, and I and but even like that, I stood up and I was like, nope, not yet. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Did you go back to kneeling down. So it's like. I felt like I looked crazy in the middle of Target, just, like, kneeling in front of the shelf every once in a while, slowly lifting up and being like, "Mm, not yet. (laughs) But it was not a big dramatic moment. Eventually, um, you know, like, my head wasn't
1: fuzzy when I stood up, so I walked out and went home. And I hate that. (laughs) That is really significant and, like, worries me to hear that. But also it's easy to keep going if you don't think anyone is noticing again this movie is because, perpetuating again, it's, it's the movie thing they say that there will be this big dramatic moment and that will yeah. yeah and like okay since a stranger offered me food and told me i need to eat maybe now i'll get help like maybe now i'm sick enough and right you can't wait for that stuff to happen because a it might never happen and be like you deserve help regardless of whether you're fainting and shit exactly so she's on the bus. She has her finger arm moment. Uh, she gets to her mom's ranch. That her mom appears to be like a wrangler or something.
0: Yeah, they got,
1: they got horses. Yeah, she and her partner have horses, and they have like a a glamping setup with a yurt in the desert that they let Eli stay in. And I thought that was kind of cool. I'm like I'd stay there. Oh yeah, I was just thinking how I wish I had a fan or something. Yeah, it looked hot. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> So here we have one of the weirdest scenes in the movie.
0: I didn't get to this the first time, and then I heard everybody talking about it. And I did make a note that I said um, it wasn't actually as cornball of a moment as I was afraid of hearing about
1: it. So my mom watched this movie when it came out, mm-hmm. and she said this part made her cry. Mm-hmm. So, but- well, see, that's
0: my next note is, after saying that, as I said, but it still wasn't this dramatically moving moment as they clearly expected it to be.
1: Yeah. Uh, so basically like you've gathered by this point that the mom and Eli have a strained relationship and mm-hmm. the mom basically comes into the tent where Eli is just like fainting away, like fading away. Yeah. The movie poster is literally a picture of her and it says, don't fade away. Oh my God. I didn't, I've never seen the poster. It's okay. very Anna Butterfly. <laughs> Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> so her mom comes in and she's like, I have an idea. Uh, I don't think I really like took care of you growing up and I think you need this from me. Like you need, didn't get to be taken care of. And so I'm going to feed you basically. And that'll fix both yeah. of us.
0: Well, and the mom, I know the mom said like it came suggested from someone and you get the idea that the mom's into kind of, you know, like hippy dippy stuff yeah, and like alternative stuff. medicine. So, so it did actually, like when she brought it up that way, I was like, oh, then it does make sense it that she got this It for idea. that character.
1: Yes. Um, so she whips out this like bottle with rice milk in it that she made herself and Lily, uh, not Lily, I'm thinking of the actress. Yeah. <laughs> Eli, Lily, Ellen climbs yep. into her arms and she starts... Feeding her from the bottle.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, that's why I said it. It wasn't as weird as I expected because I just heard, you know, like, oh, there's this moment where her mom holds her and feeds her a bottle like a baby. And what I imagined when I heard that is that she was still in the treatment center and Dr. Logan was over there, like suggesting it. So I mean, that's he where probably was would. Like, that's where I was just kind of like, okay, this already. I don't know if I can watch this. It sounds awkward.
1: Yeah. Um, luckily, <laughs> we don't really see him again. I don't think. No, uh, we'll so. talk about the ending, because it's, it left a lot wanting, I thought. A lot of questions. Yes. So after she gets nursed, not nursed, bottle fed by her mom, she leaves the tent and starts walking into the desert, and would it be safe to say that she hallucinates? She kind of hallucinates, yeah. She kind of has another moment where she faints into the sand, <sighs> and she's looking up at the sky and. Everything fades to white. What? I just put it together. Why? Because the mom's all, like,
0: hippie crazy. She's, like, slipped peyote in that milk. (gasps) (laughs) She's, like, in the desert having a
1: trip. Whoa. (laughs) I think you're onto something. I think so. All right. I uh, revoke everything I said about that scene. Uh, Her mom's my favorite character now. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) I mean... Her mom thinks she needs to go on a journey, and so she's... I, I really think I, like... I, I'm pretty sure I have COVID, and, like, my yeah. brain is just all over the place right now. Um, but, yeah, people can use psychedelics for therapeutic results. Mm-hmm. I'm a supporter of that, as long as it's, you know, safe and supervised. Yeah. yeah. But th- that's not what happened here. No. <laughs> she, <laughs> she goes, and um, there's a dream sequence. Mm-hmm. So, at this point, there's, like, ten minutes left in the movie. She's dying yeah. in the desert. She starts... Hallucinating this. And after we discuss
0: this, then I'll tell you another big note I have which actually made me like this movie
1: better. (laughs) Oh, I have a short list of things I liked. We'll leave you on a positive note, don't worry y'all. So you see her but she's healthy now. She's in a Mm -hmm. white dress. Mm -hmm. She looks gorgeous. She's like put on some weight. She's sitting in a tree looking down, but she's also at the base of the tree looking up at herself. For two seconds when they
0: show her waking up, then I did not quite realize it was a hallucina- hallucination yet and you know because Loverboy is in her hallucination then oh, yeah. you know they, they show her laying there and i was like wait a minute she's suddenly made up and beautiful after a night in the desert i'm like is that just to make this a beautiful scene yeah so but then they found out like yes it's just it's a hallucination she's <laughs> she's
1: sitting in the tree with fucking oliver slash yep. luke uh mm-hmm. and they kiss and he's like you need to look and she, uh, she looks down and she sees her emaciated body naked for some reason, mm-hmm. yeah, curled up and dead. Yeah. And that is the moment where she decides to get better, I guess. Yes. Yes. She wakes up. She's got chapped lips. She, I don't know how she- She has she, slept in the desert all night. <laughs> I don't, I don't know how that happened also. Maybe it was the drugs. I'm going to say it exactly. was the drugs. No, so
0: I'm she pretty gets sure up, it was a drug trip.
1: She gets up. And she walks off and then you see her returning to the treatment center and everyone's smiling and then it fades to black and that's it.
0: Yeah. So two notes for the end, right before, I think like right before, you know, she, she goes out in the desert, then I have a note that I am still fighting to get through the last 10, 12 minutes. Mm-hmm. I was checking constantly being like, how much more do I have to go? <laughs> and then suddenly like, it just hit me when I said, when I was doing that, I was like, Oh Yeah. That's the most realistic message that this movie has, because eating disorders are fucking boring. Yeah,
1: they really are. It's <laughs> yes. not all dramatic moments and no. like, chaotic family sessions. And that's the main reason why I'd have trouble getting through this, is it'd slow down and I'd be like, oh my god, there's still half an hour?
0: I can't believe this. <laughs> and
1: I've been sitting here for three hours. Do you feel like this movie made it seem more exciting than it is, or do you think they did a good job of capturing how your world like shrinks when I feel like
0: both, because I think a lot of the things we talked about in the beginning of it that we were angry because they were kind of, you know, like dramatizing and romanticizing and things like that, that people always do. But yeah, like I said, at the end, I really did
1: feel like I'm over it. Can this be over now, please? Yeah, it's a short movie, but it's still too long. Yes, I found. And and then my
0: final just like random thought that appeared at the end. Yeah, when when she goes back and she's going back to the treatment center and you see all the same people on the porch, well coming her in. And then I was just suddenly like the the patient lineup never changes. The milieu. Yeah, It's, it's, it's like we the we same. were we
1: were admitting and losing people constantly. Oh yeah, every day we would either lose someone against uh, someone new. Yeah, like so so she enters brand new and then nobody else does for the next 2 months. Yeah, if the it's Megan left. <laughs> you know that he has a huge waiting list because they said oh, so when they were in the waiting room. The other mom was like, Yeah, I've been trying to get oh, her yeah. on the list like, for three I'm months. So lucky, yeah. <laughs> so the minute Megan left after her miscarriage, like they would have yeah, replaced so her. I was like, Huh? <laughs> also, they didn't talk, they kind of talked about how the stepmom and dad were paying for everything. It was implied. Mm-hmm. Um, that's another thing. Like, not many people I know can afford to go to places like that. It- it's definitely a very slim margin of people. No,
0: but I figured if the dad is working enough that he's not even in the movie, then he's probably making a lot of money.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I would like to see an eating disorder movie where they talk about that more, like just the cost of going to these things. Like maybe let's see a story from the point of view of someone who can't afford to go to a Keanu Mm -hmm. Reeves run place. (laughs) But overall... Dr. Point Break to save them. Overall, Lauren, would you recommend this movie to someone with or without an eating disorder?
0: I would be more likely, oh, you know what? It would be a case by case basis. I mean, yeah. I would not recommend it to many people with one, but if I felt like you weren't impressionable about it, then, you know, like if I knew you were coming at it with a nice, healthy, cynical mind, yeah. <laughs> then I would be like, yeah, okay, you, you might. And, and the same thing, like I might I'd be more likely to recommend scenes yeah. to other like people in my life. Like th- this is one they got right. You know, like maybe if you want to understand yeah. watch these five minutes, <laughs>
1: it's not all bad and I'll get to the stuff I liked in a second, but um, I started watching this last night with my partner and mm-hmm. he didn't last long at all. Okay. <laughs> on the, and, but I was glad because as it went on, I was like, yikes. Uh, I don't know if I want to show this to someone who doesn't have any eating disorder because mm-hmm. this isn't what it's really like in some ways.
0: Ultimately, I would always like to chop out that scene of her with her arm, though.
1: Yeah. <laughs> no matter who sees
0: it. No I just want needs... that to not exist.
1: I mean, there is a scene where she's in the garage at her step mom's house, and she's stalking her mom mom, on, like her biological mom, on social media while body mm-hmm. checking. Uh, mm-hmm. And for those of you who do not have eating disorders or don't know what body checking is, it's just what it sounds like. You're just constantly, like, checking to see if you've lost weight or like reassuring yourself that you haven't gained weight, it can be like looking at yourself, or it can be physical. Like in the movie, yeah. she does that weird thing with her arm. Um, yeah. So she's on Facebook looking at pictures of her mom with her wife and her new life. And she's like furiously body checking. And I kind of liked that scene because I've spent... I liked that
0: one because it was, it seemed like it was like not even intentional. Like she just does this now. And that's
1: realistic. Like I've exactly. spent hours, hours just isolating by myself obsessing over my weight and just watching everyone else have a fun life and mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. it was like you said it's really boring yeah it's really fucking boring and so <laughs> I thought that scene was really accurate um do you have anything else that you want to talk about before I get into the thing? Is more things I liked um no just going off the boring thing that's what I wanted to yeah add to that you know her sister's awesome hang
0: out with her Quit I love so her sister
1: <laughs> I know yeah I loved the nur- one of the nurses at the place was the mom from Euphoria. Did you see that show? I didn't, but, um, but her biological mother, I recently
0: watched the very old movie, Mystic Pizza. Oh, I've never seen it. And yeah, like I'd only recently watched it. And that was like one of Julia Roberts' friends in that movie. And I was like, oh my God,
1: <laughs> oh, <laughs> she's the one that couldn't get married. <laughs> I love her. Uh, her name is Alana Ubach. Okay, I, think I might be pronouncing it wrong.
0: Yeah, I've seen her in other things, too, but that was the most recent thing. I was like, oh, my God. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Future Christina here. Please note that we are talking about two completely different characters, but don't know it. All right, back to the show. Her performance here is kind of understated, but um, I loved seeing her. I wasn't expecting it. Mm-hmm. Oh, at the very end, oh, when she's at her mom's farm and her mom is like, everybody should have more breakdowns. <laughs> yeah. I liked that part. It's implied that her mom has some psychiatric issues herself, but that she's dealt with it in a healthy way. And she's really tried hard to focus on herself and establish a new life. Uh, and the yeah, fact is... her partner, they say, is some sort of therapist herself, right? I think so, yeah. And that's a topic also that is hard. Like, what if recovering means, quote-unquote, ignoring other people? And, pe- like, yeah. people who call you selfish... Um, Mm -hmm. I I get the feeling that people blame the mom in the movie a lot and the mom probably blames herself, but it's not that Mm -hmm. simple, you know? Yeah, I feel like she's, she's probably heard that a lot. (laughs) Like the first time I saw the movie, I was kind of mad at the mom. Like, yeah, you did abandon your daughter when she was sick and you went off and focused on doing whatever you wanted. But the second time I watched, it, I was like, okay, like she is just trying her hardest to take care of herself and her own happiness. Yeah. Like as a parent, it's so important to make sure you're happy, so you, like being a role model.
0: I don't remember if it was said, but I know I got the feeling that the, the mom had been going through this with her daughter for a while and she just yeah. kind of reached a point where she couldn't like for her own, yeah. Like, you're well-being. totally
1: right because Ellen lived with them for years and that's hard too just realizing that you can't control your kid's Yeah. Choices.
0: Like, that's what I imagine is like, there had to be some moment where she's like, you know, you're my daughter and I love you, but I just can't do this anymore. That's what yeah. I felt like it's probably
1: look at her establishing healthy boundaries. That's So right. yeah, I like her mom. I guess I like the bottle feeding scene, at least what it represents. It's still uncomfortable <laughs> to watch, but maybe that's the yeah. point. Uh-huh. I like it. Cause like you said, it, it was in character for
0: the mom. Yeah. She was. She seemed like someone that would hear that and be like,
1: let's give it a try. <laughs> so, that's to the bone. Yeah. Um, I do not like the language in the movie. I there's I, We didn't talk about mm-hmm. it, but they, there's some characters that make some weird homophobic comments, too. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it came out in 2017, so it's a little dated, yeah. but still no excuse. But that's why I couldn't believe, like, no one
0: in 2017 should be saying retarded.
1: Yeah. It's just <laughs> a lot of... A lot of the writing was in poor taste. Yeah, loved the stepmom. She's a nightmare character, but I found her really mm-hmm. realistic mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and an amazing actress. Like there were times I felt bad for her. She was just like Me trying too. her best, and it's a hard thing to deal with. I felt like they originally kind of you know like paint her as a villain, but yeah,
0: then you start to see more like both sides, and it's like oh, she's got to deal with a lot.
1: <laughs> yeah, so. You said you would not... Rec- you would recommend in- sparingly to people this movie, right?
0: Yeah. And I probably wouldn't really recommend it, like you said, to people that ha- haven't really dealt with, like, at least... If you haven't dealt with any sort of, like, major mental health problem, then I'd say no, because I just don't think you'd enjoy it. I think you'd get bored
1: much more than I did. Yeah. Um. <laughs> do you have any other eating disorder movies that you would recommend over this? Probably not because
0: as we talked about in the beginning they're pretty sparse and worse than this.
1: Yeah. Yeah it's a really difficult thing and in the coming weeks we'll talk about other movies and TV shows and media that depict this and other mental illness issues. Mm -hmm. Um, But I just wanted to do a whole episode on this. That's cool. I have one, actually. So it's a mini series on YouTube. It's called Binge. Have you heard of this? Oh, yeah. I forgot. I did watch that. It's a a dark comedy about bulimia Mm -hmm. and addiction. Um, All the episodes are online. It was written, co-written and directed by Angela Golner, who has recovered from bulimia herself. Mm -hmm. Maybe she doesn't direct it. It's, okay, a very, know, it's a very I know I know it was small, like her project, yeah, yeah, it's a very uh like low budget YouTube series, but it's so much better than to the bone, like the way that they depict the binging and purging and self hatred and addiction and everything is just how yes. it affects your relationships. It's so good, it doesn't hold anything back. The main character is super flawed, uh, which I like yes, <laughs> so um is that the one where she has my other coffee cup as your mom? yes. <laughs> So yeah, um, you can watch that at com, or by searching it on YouTube. Yeah, it's on YouTube. Yeah, would highly recommend that over to the bone. I agree with that. Uh, but yeah, that's it. How do you feel about it? I feel like,
0: I feel like my cat is going to bite my cord. <laughs> she just suddenly attacked again.
1: She better not. <laughs> I'm going to sue her. Aww. I, I take Me, it back. Well, I don't mean that. Meatballina. Is that your, your female name? (laughs) She's gonna call you a girl. (laughs) I'm not even gonna respond to that. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, um, keep answering the poll. We're gonna talk about more media. I had initially thought that
0: we were going to do um, this one and Girl Interrupted, but I still think we should maybe do a full Girl Interrupted episode. Yeah, if
1: if you guys like this, uh, maybe we can make reviews a regular part of our schedule. Yeah, I've never done it before, but this was really fun. It was. (laughs) Yeah, maybe y'all can um, suggest different movies and shows to watch and we can do reviews of them. But next week, we will be not focusing on just one piece of media, but all of the ones that you all told us about. So you have a week to answer (laughs) it. Um, keep going give us more yeah please give us more and yeah we can't wait this was super fun Yay. Um, so yeah everyone have a good week we'll see you next time probably don't watch to the bone don't watch to the bone <laughs> it's not worth it uh, peace out All right. <laughs> hello friends it's Christina again as always, thank you for listening. If you want to support Pickles and Vodka, you can give us a rating or a review on Apple Podcasts. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram, Pickles and Vodka Podcast. If you could relate to anything at all we talked about today, or you just want to say hi, email me at picklesandvodkapodcast at gmail.com or DM me on Instagram at pickles and vodka podcast. Stay safe and have a good week. Bye.